Hi, my name is Queen Zoya Counts, and I would like to welcome you to my podcast. I will be reading my book, Ghetto Champagne, and this comes in two parts. So I hope that you can sit back, spark a L, grab you a glass of wine, grab you a beer, and relax and listen to Ghetto Champagne. Damn, here I go again in this stupid ass reggae club. Don't get me wrong, I love reggae music. But this dance hall is giving me a banging ass headache. I can't understand what the hell they are singing about and the beats all sound the same. I guess they call it chanting, but it sounds like a whole bunch of shit to me. Now, if they start playing Roots, then I can really enjoy myself. I love to hear music with lots of positive vibes, especially when they are teaching us about our culture. That's my bag. But all this dance hall is getting on my nerves. I glance around the club and I notice that some of the sisters here really like this dance hall shit. They are up in this club with these little ass clothes on and grinding their hips on these brothers like they fucking the hell out of them. Some of these skanks probably don't even know how to really whine when it all comes down to it. To me, real reggae music is not about winding the hips, but it's about the feeling, the vibes, and just allowing the music to take you to places you ain't never been. I walk over to the bar because I wanted to buy me a drink. I take long, smooth strides because I know that I am the shit. I feel like a beautiful queen. Because I am Queen Lioness, to be exact, and there ain't no other chick in this place looking better than me. I got on my bad-ass low-rise jeans, accenting my hips with a matching white halter. My locks are covered with a silk white head wrap, and you know, I got on my hoop earrings. No other chick can fuck with me tonight. Before I keep going with my story... I must apologize for my language, but this is my life and shit is real and, you know, this is what I do. Well, anyway, I walked over to the bar and I see this fine ass brother sitting at this table wearing a beautiful brown crown. His muscles is popping out of his white tank like blah, blah, blah. His arms all tattooed up with full luscious lips. And I could tell he had some beautiful dreamy eyes hidden behind those dark shades that he was wearing. I cut my eyes over to him to catch his attention. Then I keep it moving to get my drink on. But I see he is giving me a side glance. And I know that during the club scene, one mustn't be too hasty. It has been a long time since I have really clocked somebody. And knowing me, nothing would probably ever happen. I walk back over to my chair and sit down. I had gotten two drinks and the first one I had finished was making me feel relaxed, a little comfortable. Even the music was beginning to sound a little better. But after I sipped on that second one, damn, what did she put in this one? Because whatever she had given me, it tasted stronger than the juice. It tasted stronger than the coconut. 
and I wanted to move my hips to the heavy bass that was booming out of the speakers. The next song that the selector spins in this joint is by Sizzler, which is my favorite song in the world. It's a remix with Bone Crusher. I ain't never scared. Man, I jumped up out of my seat, snatched off my head wrap, and I began running around the club dancing and singing at the top of my lungs. You can't keep a good man down. Always keep a smile when they want you to frown. Things looking better when they ought to be down. They will never, ever take my crown. Man, I was so engulfed in that song. I could hear the selector saying through the mic, Lioness! Show them how to do it and press. I was feeling every vibe, every note, every word. And that is how I felt. They would never, ever take my crown. The next morning I woke up, I was sick as hell. I had a headache from all that coconut rum or whatever the hell that was that I had drunk. My stomach was growling and I was thinking that the reason was, was because I had a bad hangover and I had not eaten anything before I had went to the club. I rolled over to see the clock to check the time and boom, I rolled right out of bed. I hit that floor hard as hell. I ain't never going to drink again, I promised myself. I rose up from the floor, went into the bathroom to use it, and after doing what I do, went back into my bedroom, slipped on my jeans and my white tee. Covered my locks with a scarf and went into the living room. I walked over to the window and I opened up the blinds. The sun was shining bright and the brightness from the sun was hurting my eyes. Peace, queen, I heard a male voice say. Startled, I released the rope from the blind and it hit the windowsill. Who the fuck are you? I asked. And what the hell are you doing in my shit? You can't say good morning back, queen. He asked. I looked at him in anger. What the fuck are you doing in my house? I asked him. I did a quick look over my body. My legs weren't sore from being pushed back and my back didn't hurt. I didn't feel happy, so I knew that we hadn't fucked. Queen, last night at Ziggy's after you finished running around the club, you walked up to me and asked me to walk you to your truck. (laughs) Get the fuck out of here. What else happened? Well, you were so damn drunk that I, being who I am, decided to offer you a ride home. Damn, was I that? Really? Fucked up last night? My attitude began calming down a little more. So I asked you what your address was, and here we are. I looked at him. Was this the same fine-ass brother who was wearing the gorgeous brown crown sitting in my living room? And if he was... I really hope that we didn't fuck because he was too damn fine to go to waste. I walked over to the couch and sat down beside him. Are you that brother that was wearing that brown crown? Yeah, that's me. I looked at him. He was wearing gray sweats with the wife beater on and he had a scarf tied around his locks. I couldn't see his eyes for they were still hidden behind those shades that he was wearing, but I could tell that he still had some beautiful eyes. 
I looked at him. You know my name. What's yours? I reached over on the table and picked up a cigar and I lit it. Samson, he answered. (laughs) Sansom, that's from the Bible, right? Yeah, my strength is in my locks. Can I see your strength? I took a puff on the cigar. You might have met me in the club, but shorty, you don't know me, he sang. All right, all right, T.I., I laughed. <laughs> Just then my phone began ringing. I picked it up off the table and pressed talk. Speak, I said. The voice on the other side told me that it was on for the night. I hung up the phone and gave my attention back to Samson. Mm, well, Samson, I want to thank you for driving me home, but I got to get dressed. I got things I got to do. No problem, queen, he said to me. Can I call you later? Yeah, yeah, do that. I gave him my phone number to the house. I walked him over to the door and opened it. And as he was leaving, he turned around, leaned down and kissed me on my forehead. Okay, I will call you around seven. That's peace, I said, smiling. He walked out the door, and I closed it behind him. I placed my hand over my heart to try to stop it from beating. But damn, I knew that I had to have him. You have just listened to chapter one of Ghetto Champagne. Come back and listen to chapter two for the next episode. Thank you for listening. And have a blessed day.